Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game Studies Review. I'm so excited to be here tonight. I am here with the best, the one, the only, Dr. Cody Reimer. Drop it on us, Cody. I'm, What's going I'm blushing. On? I'm blushing. We're, we're talking about uh, a very interesting and very, very recent article uh, by Dr. Bo Ruberg. Uh, the article is called Trans Game Studies. And it is from the Journal of Cinema and Media Studies, for which uh, Dr. Ruberg is the very recent new co-editor-in-chief. Boom. And so this is from winter 2022. And this is the uh, kind of very short article in which uh, they make an argument for needing to create a trans game studies. It's only like five or six pages, right? So like, yeah, it's, it's really short. This. So get get in and read it. Um, but if if you want a kind of brief overview and some of our thoughts, we're happy to give them mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it is short, so you can grab it. I think it's um, accessible from their website as well. Maybe I don't remember. I think I grabbed to provide it. it for free to anybody, yeah. too. I love breaking copyright laws. You email us. Well, <laughs> um, they also, I think, tweeted a link to it. Maybe that's how I got it. I don't remember, but I remember seeing um, th them tweet about it and going, boom, next, next review. Boom, done. So uh, Dr. Ruberg writes, game studies needs more trans studies, destabilizing the default centrality of normatively gendered people. A trans studies needs more game studies, drawing out the value of ludic spaces for identity exploration and trans world making. Mm -hmm. So what they're trying to do is not really... Uh, critique as much as invite and create a call to action for how game studies, trans studies can benefit from game studies. And we should have a trans game studies that is distinct from and set apart from um, kind of queer game studies or, or um, any of those other types of spaces doing things with LGBTQIAS plus. When you when we get into gaps, because I'm although the T is in there, but I think the naysayer, uh, I want you to remember this. The point of their article is to uh, inspire creativity, spark ideas, etc. So when I get into my naysaying later, remember that they are very clear about the point of their article, because that will be your comeback to me. Uh, yes, when when you critique it, I will say. Those are interesting questions and points, and they invited a kind of critical perspective was the whole uh, to engage with this this call to action. So um, that you know, as long as your critiques are fair. All right. <laughs> well, well, a uh, little uh, little spoiler alert. They, so they provide a succinct and apt view of the literature and games as it relates to gender and feminism uh, and uh, the, the kind of literature of trans digital studies. And they write early writers on gender and games often assumed that gender issues in games were synonymous with cisgender issues mm -hmm. and framed arguably trans forms of play as problematic curiosities. And this is one of the moves that they make to say, this is why we can't suffice with, you know, feminist game studies uh, or gender game studies and why we can't suffice with just the kind of literature on trans digital studies. We need trans game studies. They set up um, kind of produce a set of 
proposed guidelines mm -hmm. for what Dr. Ruberg is imagining as a trans game studies. They write, they should be, and they is the proposed guidelines, they should be understood as simultaneously polemical. And so there you go. There's your invitation to be polemical, Thank pragmatic, you. political, Mm -hmm. idealistic mm -hmm. and incomplete. And I love the boom kind of paired alliteration there. I'm I a do sucker for, for alliteration. <laughs> a trans game studies must acknowledge a wide range of approaches to exploring transness and games, mm -hmm. bridge scholarship and design, mm -hmm. center trans voices and acknowledge trans embodiment as a powerful form of meaning making, yep. confront the complexities of its relationship to queerness, and trans game studies itself, which I love, right? It, trans games must trans games. So uh, and this is this is uh, sort of like media studies. Yep. And uh, Dr. Ruberg uh, says explicitly here, cut off turfs, which I appreciated. So they they write uh, two trans game studies is to lay claim to games as always already trans, while also making the field of game studies something new, a transition transgress, transform, and transmogrify in the continual process of transing media. So this is the call. These are the contributions for the kind of proposed guidelines that they identify are polemical, pragmatic, mm -hmm. political, idealistic, and incomplete. Alex, you've got a lot of thoughts, uh, or at least some pointed ones. Why don't you tell us what those are? Well, I mean, it's great because we don't need to belabor this article. It is five pages totally sweet and short and to the point sweet and short. So let's get to the, to the heart of it. In my opinion, um, I am a huge fan of Dr. Ruberg's work. I've been following them for, um, I mean, as, as long as I've been doing this, I, uh, assign two of their books in my classes. In fact, I have them sitting right here. Video games have always been queer. And then the, uh, queer games avant-garde huge, huge fan very rarely, and if you ask me to put this on the record, I will not. Very rarely do I read things cover to cover. This is so good. Their intro on queering game studies, and I so I assign right now, I assign that, the intro and a chapter on Octodad. Have you ever played Octodad, the game? No, I Are can't say I have. It? Okay, no. so I assign those in every games class that I have. Like, huge fan. So I'm reading this, and I'm and I have questions. Okay. And I'm going to put them in our gap section because that's what I do. Um, this article seems incredibly underconnected to Bo Ruberg's previous work in queer game studies, which to me is defining of the next chapter in games period. Like the, the, the stuff they're talking about is, is just mind blowing. And it's, it's barely there in this article about trans game studies. It's very nebulous to me. And the article, the arguments made in their previous work is, are so strong. It just, it leaves me with some big question marks. And, and I have a, I have a problem with that because I am on board. When you say, when you say underconnected, do you mean undermining as though? No, no. I mean that so in what in, are your big uh, questions? So, okay, They're, so for example, to in, their previous work, but so it's in, trying in to video, I got I got my book, a... I got my quotes. <laughs> I'm ready hit, hit to me go. with some of them questions, Alex. So in in video games have always been queer. The the predominant argument is that queer video game studies is not about 
queer representation and it's not about queer players, but it's about queering the entire field, queering all of games and queer in, in, in their definition is okay. So like, here we go. Queerness and video games share a common ethos, the longing to imagine alternative ways of being and to make a space within structures of power for resistance through play. They do smart they work. They challenge dominant logic, seeking alternative ways of being, doing, and understanding. In this book, there's all of these moments where you're like, we can imagine a different way of doing game studies that isn't about defining A, B, or C, but it is about a, a different way of being than the norm. And and queering game studies that way. And in that way, games games have o- always already been queer. And they're very persuasive about the argument. I mean, and it's so um it's so generative, I think. And that is a very similar argument to what they're making in the trans game studies uh article. But uh, but do you see the two as incompatible? I don't see them as incompatible. I see them as this argument has already been made deeply, beautifully, persuasively in queering game studies. But it and... hasn't because that was queering games, not transing games. So it's not the same argument. That's my question. That's my question. Because if if we're defining, like if I could read that quote again, hit, challenging hit dominant logistics and seeking alternative ways of being, doing, and understanding in and through video games. If that is queer in game studies, that is what they're arguing for in trans in game studies. It's always already outside the dominant logic. It's always already outside the norm. It's about finding alternative ways of being. But trans in game studies includes confronting the complexities of its relationship to queerness. So the some of the things that need to be reconciled as best as i can tell is the uh space within queerness and queer studies of turfs and transing games to kick them out <laughs> so <laughs> to maybe car- to carve a space or maybe carving is too hegemonic or confrontational missing, agonistic the- but i i see this as a continuation of Ruberg's work in that book and it follows that their super smart things they're saying about you know queering game studies can continue to apply in meaningful ways that build upon Mm -hmm. that with transing games and not only that but the just because something is always already doesn't mean that something adjacent that cannot also always already as things often are and so this idea that while their initial scholarship about, you know, queering games and the queer avant-garde wasn't about queer representation and queer players seems markedly different from a trans uh, game studies wherein they write that they want to center trans voices and acknowledge trans embodiment as that, a powerful form of meaning. I, I understand that. That is absolutely present in the work on queer avant-garde and queer games as well. Okay. The, the centering okay. queer voices. In fact, there is there is very well delineated sections about that those voices who identify as queer are 
are privileged in the space, period. So, sure. th- so that is absolutely present. And I think I like your way of framing it as a continuation and maybe a reaction to TERFs. Um, that isn't something that I had considered when I was reading this. That's very, very perspicacious, if you will. Perspicacious. I like it. Alex, at the at the risk of mansplaining it, will you tell listeners what TERFs are and give some brief context if somebody's hearing that acronym for the first oh, time on totally. this? So it's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, and it's basically a feminist that excludes transgender people from advocacy within women's rights very hot topic right now. Essentially, TERFs try to essentialize some component of sex or gender, such as saying, if you don't menstruate, then you aren't a woman and you don't deserve to have us fight for your rights. Uh, It's obviously completely ridiculous and offensive and sometimes violent. So I'm I'm very glad that you pointed that out. Thank you. I had not considered that. Um, and, And in my own defense, I will say I loved their previous work so much that I felt, but again, if you can take me back to the point of this article, which is to inspire thought and inspire ideas and creativity, um, necessarily in six pages, you're not going to connect to all that stuff. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think there, um, is a lot to like about this short call as much as it is, you know, um, kind of polemical and, uh, pragmatic, and um, I just I love the brevity and pithiness of it. I love the mm-hmm. openness. Uh, I, I love the alliterative lists. Uh, I think there's clear positioning for the need for trans games amid the extant scholarship on feminist games and queer games. Um, and I think this is, serves as a powerful call to action by a well-respected academic and scholar. Um, I do I do wonder about some things. Obviously that. You know, uh, Dr. Ruberg is now the co-editor-in-chief for uh, JCMS. Zoomed um, because this is published there. But I do wonder, right, like, what, where can, might, does, will the work happen? If, if this is their call to form, you know, trans games, Yep. what does that look like? Uh, is that saying send, you know, us as JCMS, your trans games scholarship. That makes sense, but it doesn't, it's not as explicit. How might the action coalesce? Is this a call for a sub-discipline, a special interest group, a a different journal? Is this a special issue, a hashtag, all of the above, something different? I like, it's a powerful call to action, but I felt like I ended it going, now what? Yeah. Almost sounds like, listen, like queer game studies is its own kind of subdiscipline or its own, you know, whole thing. We need our own thing called trans game studies. See, I didn't pick up on that. Maybe, maybe I, you know, it's short. I'll have to reread it. I, yeah, me sure, too. I got this distinct sense that it was more than just send scholarship related to this to JCMS. It mm. felt bigger than that. I felt well, more I, I agree with that part. than that. I agree with that part. Maybe that's glib because work like this doesn't happen in in you know such direct linear fashion, right? Um, I think this call can be powerful and compelling without having 
a you know five-step program for creating a subdiscipline or, or whatever like if other people who would be interested in trans game studies read it and go fuck yeah I'm going to do that at the journal that I sit on, or I'm going to start submitting to other journals that do that, or I'm going to write this book I'm called trans game studies, or I'm going to, that's all, that's, that's all it takes, right? That's awesome. I just am left wondering, this is powerful. This is compelling. I want to read this kind of stuff. Where, where should I go? Where well, I go? To if I could, it? if and I, I could suppose- bounce off of that, I, sure. I will say that trans voices and queer voices, um, have been so underserved and maligned and marginalized in places that claim to be a meritocracy, such as game studies, such as academia, mm-hmm. that the one thing that has been actually shown to elevate those voices to important positions of power are very clear guidelines and heuristics for what to do. That is one of the few things that is proven for how you value voices that have traditionally been excluded. So your your point is not selfish, I think, but but one that I hope we all think about, and that's if we genuinely care about elevating marginalized voices, then we will make a roadmap. We will give a next step because that's one of the ways you can overcome a meritocracy by making transparent things that are not perhaps this is the call that will um, generate groups to make those next steps. I, I, not us. Not me. Ruberg. Ru- Ruberg's call. Ruberg's yeah. call. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope yes. so. I hope so. I, I hope misspoke. So. All right. Uh, no, you didn't. I was just teasing. I was just teasing. Oh, okay. You said it perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> bottom line, Cody, you've got a great one. Go. It's short. Just go read it. We covered it not simply to condense but to endorse. Absolutely to endorse. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. Email us, game studies review at gmail.com if you want to reach out. 